you know, just knowing, coming to know God so much as as refuge and shelter and protection. And that's, yeah, that's been huge for me during this time too. And in, an incredible testimony to who he is and to his power. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. I'm joined today by, with my wife, who's sitting next to me, Arlene, and then we have Melissa Friesen with us. Now, you may remember that name because in one of our earliest episodes, I think it was uh, episode 9, we recorded it back September 9th, 2021, uh, we sat down and had a talk with Melissa. She is a missionary in Haiti, and uh, she uh, is, she's, uh, Melissa, how long, first of all, welcome, Melissa. Nice to have you. Thank you. It's so good to be here again. Hmm. Uh, Melissa, how long have you been in, uh, in Haiti? I have been here since um, the summer of 2009. So, um, quick math. <laughs> <laughs> so about 14. 14. Yeah, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. just, I count, I can use my fingers faster, so I got there. <laughs> yeah. um, now, okay, and Melissa, you were an alumni at His Hill in uh, uh, 99, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so did you graduate in 99, or did you get here in 99? I got there in 99, so okay. I graduated in 98. Okay. Yeah. A- and so... You were one of those old students. <laughs> what? <laughs> What does that mean? Well, she was a year ahead of them all, you know. I mean, oh. kind of old. <laughs> yeah. I had a I, whole year of experience under my Yeah. Very I, important. I'm sitting here thinking, but she was pretty young, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Thank you. Well, Arlene's back for the listeners. If you've if you've if you've heard other episodes where Arlene's been on with me, you know this is par for the course. Well, anyway, if they've missed me. <laughs> of course, they've missed you. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, remind us a little bit of the ministry that you're involved in in Haiti. Okay, so I am with a ministry called um, Chosen and Cherished Ministries. Um, it is an organization or, um, yeah, a ministry where a very good friend of mine, we had been working closely together at a previous mission here in Haiti. Um, and there was a situation with 10 specific children who were, um, essentially abandoned by Haitian social services and, um, they, yeah, basically were in need of a family. And while the organization that we worked with did, process adoptions, um, these 10 children just didn't fit the criteria for various reasons. And so um, my friend Joyce, she just felt yeah, a very strong call in her life from the Lord to to take them in and basically create a family to, um, yeah, with her and the 10 of them. And so I work closely with her and just supporting, um, supporting her in that um, and then as the children have gotten older, we've been able to focus a little bit more just on community work. And um, so, yeah, that's a very brief nutshell. But yeah, hmm. no, that's good. Thank you. Now, um, it, I encourage anybody that hasn't heard that particular episode. Again, it's episode nine, September 9th, 2021, to go back and listen to that. It was, it was a really interesting episode. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we've been keeping up with you in Haiti and um, you're going through, you know, if you go back to that episode, there's lots of things that you've already experienced, but, 
But now, since we've talked with you, there's been some serious unrest there in Haiti. And um, as we're talking to you now on FaceTime, you're sitting in your car because it's the quietest place you could find right now, with the exception of the neighbor that you have there. And if, and at any moment, at any moment, you may hear a sound uh, that is strange. That will be a Haitian cow. Um, so, but that's, that's all right. It's fine. Uh, it's lonely. It's a lonely cow. It's lonely. But, uh, so anyway, you know what, just take your time and tell us what's going on in Haiti. Uh, because to tell you the truth, we're not hearing about it in the news. Um, so tell us what's going on. Uh, and, and just, you know, from the, first day that it started and what you've been, what you and, and, and Christina, your daughter and your, the whole, the whole group of you, Joyce and her kids, uh, to just tell us what, what, what you guys have been going through. Yeah. So, um, I will back up to that episode that you guys had me on, um, two years ago. So what had just happened was that the president of Haiti had been assassinated right? and, that was in July of 2021. So we just passed the two year anniversary now. But um, so since since that day, really, um, things just continue to escalate in terms of um, gang gangs have and gang and gang activity has always been um, something that goes on here. Um, but it's yeah it's often been very contained to specific areas of the country and um kind of yeah controlled maybe by certain political leaders or different things along that line um but since the president's assassination the gangs started to gain more and more control and i think um almost realized like hey we can actually we have power on our own we don't necessarily need you know these other people backing us or um, and they started to basically gain control of more and more territory. And so up until that point, you know, like I said, certain areas that were kind of considered off limits or where you knew, you know, okay, you can go up into this point and, and then pass there. Yeah. You would never go, but all of those lines were basically dissolved and, um, and yeah, very, very horrific acts that they were performing and just terrorizing communities and um yeah raping women and the kidnappings just majorly increased and yeah it was just it was getting very out of control and um you know for us um I won't say yeah I won't say the name of our community but we always felt like it was you know, even when a lot of that was going on, we felt safe and we felt very, very blessed to be where we were and felt, and, you know, we weren't naive to think that, you know, that we were just completely safe, but, but it was, yeah, we were safe and it was a quiet, you know, quiet, calm community. And, um, yeah, then earlier this year, um, that started to change and we started hearing, you know, different, rumors or you know kind of different things of of a certain gang kind of making their way into our community and um yeah to where you know there were times where we kind of stopped 
going out and you know we up until that point we walked around freely we would go to the little stores down the road to buy drinking water or bread or whatever we needed and um you know that all kind of started coming to a stop and we started becoming more cautious and more aware and um yeah and then february 6th of this year is yeah that is the day that (laughs) that changed everything for us um so it had started off as a fairly normal morning we were still sending the kids to school we felt okay doing that still and we had a driver who came you know to pick them up and so we were um yeah we felt quite good about that and um so yeah that morning february 6th it was a monday morning and so christina and i we live not yeah we just live down the road from the chosen and cherished compound and so I walked Christina over and all the kids got in the car and our driver drove off with them to take them to school. And um, yeah, since it was Monday morning, Joyce and I were going to have kind of just our regular Monday morning, just sit down and just go over plans for the week. And um, yeah, I clearly remember we had both literally just poured a cup of coffee and um, yeah, suddenly there was very, very close range gunfire and um, you know, we had kind of become somewhat accustomed to hearing shots go off in the distance from time to time. And of course, those were always unsettling. But um, yeah, this was completely different. And um, in fact, like we were quite positive that it was ricocheting off of her, either her house or her her window frames. And so, yeah, we literally hit the floor. We were on our stomachs and um, one of the oldest boys um from the family had actually been out on the balcony and so he had quickly come inside and he um yeah and then we gathered one of the other young men and we barricaded ourselves inside the house and at that point we didn't know yeah if this was a targeted incident or um what was happening and um yeah we immediately we have a very close friend um who advises us in all things security related and um, we got on the phone with him and um, with the police. And yeah, the unfortunate thing in all of this, um, you know, where everything has been escalating in the last couple of years is that the police force here in Haiti is completely, they are outnumbered, honestly, by by the gangs and even by, hmm. by the weapons that the gangs are able to obtain. Wow. And, um, and the police are honestly no match at times hmm. for you know, for the, for what they're up against with the gangs. And so, um, in this situation, unfortunately, the police never, yeah, they never came. And like I said, we didn't know exactly what we were dealing with. Um, but at that point, our friend, um, he, yeah, he's quite aware just kind of of different things that are going on. And so he advised us to, just yeah to evacuate as quickly as we could and so of course in that moment our kids are at school and we're at the house and um so we were able to get in touch with our driver and um thankfully he was able to quickly go safely pick them up and in the meantime we practically packed packed some overnight bags and we um yeah we just piled in the cars and took off for what we thought would just be a couple days and just let everything blow over and um that, yeah that was february 6th and we have not returned home <laughs> since that day so wow um with little overnight yeah. bags 
<laughs> so where yeah. where did you go to begin with? So at that point, we went to a hotel that we knew was secure and safe. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that was obviously, yeah, it was very hard to even fathom what was going on, you know, during that time. And we continued getting updates from, we're part of, you know, different WhatsApp groups and stuff that share security information and community information. And the, yeah, the the reports that we were getting were, yeah, I can't even begin to describe the things that we were hearing and, and sadly images that were coming across our phones of, you know, things that were taking place right, you know, right outside of our homes basically. And mm. um, it was horrifying and yeah, like it was, we were honestly in shock, like, yeah, just to realize that they, yeah, the gangs had, had been able to take control so quickly and um, yeah, just terrorizing the community. And so, yeah, we stayed at the hotel for just over a week. And of course, at that time we knew we couldn't go home, but we knew that we couldn't just be, you know, continuing to rack up this hotel bill. And Joyce and I, yeah, we spent a lot of those days just praying and yeah, just seeking what was next. And um then yeah we received a message from some friends of ours here in country who they yeah you know they obviously knew that that we had left home and they had been praying about it a lot and they um offered us space on their compound and so um Joyce and I yeah we just took that to the lord and we yeah the the number one thing in all of this is that we yeah we we did not want to be out of step with you know with where god wanted us and we we knew that he would lead and 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 guide us but we yeah we were adamant that we didn't want to be one step or one yeah one second ahead or behind him we were just yeah it was so important that we were listening to his voice so closely in that time and as we prayed about that um offer yeah it became very clear to us that that was where he wanted us and so um yeah so we were able to pack up and and moved to their, you know, to that safe compound. And that's where we've been ever since. So. Okay. Wow. That's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is stuff like you see in movies. This is not mm. thing, something you think actually happens to people, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So what um, has there, has there been any changes? Has anything happened in the country to, is there, is there any kind of. Um, fighting back or any kind of defense that's been put up any, any, yeah, any so effort from the government to try to fix this? Honestly. Yeah. And the, the unfortunate thing is ever since the president was assassinated, which yeah, as we mentioned was two years ago, there has not been a new president put in place. And so there is a de facto prime minister. Um, but as of October, I believe there are no, there are zero um, elected government officials in place. <laughs> and so oh, wow. there's essentially no government. The prime minister remains very silent. Um, and so it's very hard to, to see what, if anything, he is doing. And as I mentioned, the police are, yeah, they've been outnumbered. And, um, you know, it's been very, very hard for them to fight back. 
And so there were, yeah, there were several months where um, basically the whole country was just living in fear. And I mean, rightfully so. Um, yeah, like I, I won't even, yeah, I can't even speak of the things that were going on, like just so evil and so horrific. And, um, yeah, people, yeah, we, friends of ours right from our community, you know, they would call us and they didn't, you know, people, not everybody has the means or the opportunity to take off like we did, you know? And so, um, there are many people who had to, where they were and um we would literally get calls from friends that were hiding in bushes and um you know as as they were you know the gang members were walking down the road and whispering to us and you know telling us afraid they were and um yeah like it's just it was yeah we would hang up from those phone calls and just sob you know like it's just yeah, and just be, yeah, just asking God to please protect them and hide them. And um, wow. and so, yeah, so all of this to say there were, there were several months of just basically terror. And um, then, yeah, a very, very huge shift took place in May um, where there was one... Um, yeah, there was a, a situation where a bus with um, known gang members was taken over by some members of the population and they successfully, you know, snagged them and captured them and um, made a very public display of them. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to just spark something in the people and they switched from fear to fighting. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard to wrap my mind around <laughs> that what took place after that as well. Um, because yeah, it became a huge shift of the, of the population fighting back. And, um, there was a movement, yeah, that was called walk alley, which translates literally to stripped wood and people took to the streets with machetes and it was, yeah, they were, going after gang members and, you know, finding their hiding spots. And there was just, like I said, something that was just lit, you know, a fire that was lit. And, um, and so it was a very successful movement, you know, for, for several weeks. And we definitely saw a very huge shift in the gangs. Um, yeah, many, many, many gang members were, were killed. Um, unfortunately, not very many, you know, head you know, head leaders, but, but, you know, a good chunk of their, their fighting force was taken out. And, um, and so we did see, you know, a time for a while where things, things were quieter and I think people were able to breathe a little bit more, but right now, yeah, we're very much now in a time of just kind of waiting to see, um, yeah, if they're going to, if the gangs are going to come back stronger or if they're going to regain their momentum and, um, yeah, throughout all of this, yeah, there's very, very differing opinions here among the people as to whether an international force is wanted or desired. And, you know, there's many people who are pleading for that and others who who are against it. But, um, yeah, and I, I can't necessarily, yeah, I won't necessarily weigh in on, you know, on my thoughts on that. But, um, 
I think at least, if nothing else, you know, some type of support for the police is needed, you know, to where they can feel empowered and, and where they can do their jobs properly. So, okay. So they, they want to do their jobs. They just don't have what they need to be able to do their jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And many of them, you know, they have their own families at home. And so do they go put their lives in danger knowing that they don't have the resources that they need Mm. to do their job properly or, you know, and yeah. So how, how's everybody getting, um, just getting your daily needs, you know, water, food, how's that, how's that working? Yeah. So, um, the, the community that we're living in right now, thankfully is, um, it is, quiet for the most part and um there are some grocery stores not too far from us and so um thankfully there's a lot of local produce and you know things like drinking water and produce and eggs and bread um we can obtain quite easily from nearby and then um yeah every few weeks or so then we will take a trip to one of the bigger grocery stores but um, yeah, we just have to be very cautious and yeah, like, as I mentioned earlier, um, kidnappings are still a very huge, um, yeah, just stress and just something to be very aware of. And so, um, yeah, every time, you know, one of us ventures mm-hmm. out, it's, yeah, we're essentially yeah. taking a risk, but we also, yeah, we also feel fairly confident in where we're going and, um, yeah, we have a driver who, who takes us and we're able to, you know, just get some of the things that we can't necessarily get, you know, okay. just right down the road. Great. So, so you, yeah, another huge blessing is that, um, is that we're able to receive mail, um, through, we receive mail through Missionary Flights International. And so, um, yeah, the really neat thing is that we can actually order a lot of food, oh. <laughs> like literally from Amazon and so you know we order wow. protein bars and peanut butter and mm. yeah the list goes on and then we can have them shipped in and we have it delivered right to our door so oh, wow. that's <laughs> wow. a pretty incredible blessing so so they're able to still navigate the mail the mail people mm-hmm. are still taking yeah. risks and going through yeah wow that's amazing so, you, yeah. so basically, where you are now, it's you, Joyce, and all the kids, mm-hmm. and and that's it. That's just who's there at the compound. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Okay, and when you do go out, do do you all go together, or just one of you go, or how does that? Just one of us goes. So yeah, we we essentially take turns and. Um, yeah, the kids are, we, yeah, we all, yeah, we just lay pretty low for the most part, you know, we want to just keep a very low profile and, um, so yeah, if we do go out, then one of us, yeah, we'll basically take turns doing those bigger grocery runs and that's about it. So, and how, how are the kids doing just staying, having to stay in the compound like that for so long? Yeah. You know, um, it's really quite incredible. (laughs) And I think. Mm. I was saying to somebody the other day that, um, yeah, I think that God gives us what we need Mm. for our situation. Right. And that, that's not to say that things are not hard or that, you know, we don't feel like we're going to climb the walls at times, but I think that there's just an incredible amount of 
peace and contentment that he's given all of us um, mm. to be within those walls. And mm. um, yeah, thankfully, you know, there's room to run and play and play basketball and, you know, get some of those things out. And, but yeah, it's definitely not the same and it's not, um, mm. it doesn't feel, you know, sustainable to live that way. But um, yeah, I do have to say that, that God has provided an incredible amount of, yeah, just literally everything that we need, mm. whether it's, wow. you know, meeting our needs physically or, yeah, just the ability to all just be together within these walls and <laughs> not mm-hmm. absolutely drive each other crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> What are the ages of the kids that are there with you? Um, so Christina, who's my daughter, and she's 10. She just turned 10. And then um, Joyce's kids um, are ranging from 14 to 21. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And what, is there anything, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things, but what are some things that the Lord's just been working in your heart and teaching you in all of this? Hmm. Yeah, there are many things. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I imagine. Yeah. Um, I have to say that, um, yeah, the Psalms have become very, very real. And I feel like there's times where David, you know, I'm reading what he wrote and I feel like it can literally be transported to, you know, to my situation or to our situation. And I think, um, yeah, just, I think one thing is, you know, and just, reading some of the things that he wrote and how he cried out to the Lord that it's okay, (laughs) you know, it's okay to, um, I don't, yeah, I don't ever want to question God, but that it's okay to ask questions of him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and I can honestly say that I, yeah, I don't, I have zero doubts that he's 100% in control and, um, that for me has not wavered for a second and that, you know, that doesn't mean again, like that, you know, that things are not extremely hard or difficult, but, but I know that he, yeah, he not only sees everything that's happening and that has happened, um, but he, yeah. And what's coming because right now, yeah. And for the last few months, we're just in such a state of waiting, you know, we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's next. Um, but to have that absolute certainty that he not only knows, but he actually wrote, you know, he's, he's the author. Like he literally wrote, Mm. wrote the next Mm. chapter and, Mm. you know, he, and so I can take incredible comfort in that and just, you know, that he's going to lead us exactly where he wants Mm. us in his perfect time. And yeah. And in the meantime that, yeah, that I can, just learn to trust and, and continue to trust that he is faithful and that he never, yeah, he has promised to never, ever leave us or forsake us. And mm. <laughs> that's, yeah, incredible. Yeah, right. And it, you were, no. <laughs> I, as you were talking earlier, I was even thinking of David and some of the, some of the Psalms, what you were saying, there were things you were saying that was reminding me mm. of his thing. And yeah. I, I appreciate how you said, you don't want to question God, but you've learned that it's okay to ask questions because that's mm-hmm. just what David was doing. And I think in mm-hmm. asking the questions, you know, we're coming before him honestly. And and mm-hmm. it's interesting how in asking the questions, he gives us the answers. And, mm-hmm. and isn't it interesting, you know, in all those Psalms where he does ask the questions, they always end 
with praise and always, always end with the security of, of God's faithfulness, his presence. And, mm-hmm. and, exactly. like, and, and he, he has shown us that. And, and how could he not show us his presence in any, you know, he, he couldn't, there's no way he could show his presence to us any stronger than he did in Christ. You know, hmm. when, you know, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. And, hmm. and, and then his, you know, and then his very indwelling, of us that we're mm-hmm. like you said, he never leaves. He never forsakes. Mm-hmm. What a testimony yeah. that is. That's, you know, we've been, we've been praying for for you and Joyce and the kids. And, you know, it's a, you know, we just feel frustrated helpless. and helpless. Yeah. And just thinking of all that you're going through. Uh, and it's just, it's really encouraging to hear, you know, you say that, that God is, God is faithful. You know, he's, he's taking care of you. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, even in, you know, just simple, even down to the, some of the simple things, but, but I was wondering, um, how about the kids? Do they all know the Lord? Yes, they do. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And how are they, yeah. how are they with the Lord's, how are they doing spiritually with all of this? Yeah, I think that it's been, yeah. And I mean, my prayer for all of them has been that, that this will be a time when they, you know, that they do learn to rely on him. I can't say that I had to, <laughs> you know, rely on God when I was 15 years old in right. in the same way, right? No. And so, um, yeah, yeah, and just to be able to to look back on this time and see how, how he took care of them and how, mm. you know, he was so faithful to them. And, mm. um, yeah, like there's been a couple of nights where we all ended up sheltering together in the hallway as, you know, gunshots were ringing out very, very close by. And, you know, we were able to read Psalms and like have low worship music playing on the phones. And I hope that they can remember those nights, you know, in when they're older and can see how, yeah, how God was protecting us in those nights. And Mm. so, yeah, I just, the responsibility that you two women have with those children is immense. It is. What an example. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just. If there's, um, if our listeners, is there any way that, that, you know, we and our listeners can help out? Are there things that we can send? Uh, you know, is, is money helpful or other things? What, what can we do? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a very tangible way is, you know, as I mentioned, we are able to receive mail. And if that is something that people, you know, like you said, I know, yeah, that people sometimes feel helpless or, and of course we welcome prayer. And that is, you know, that is the number one thing that has sustained us and that will keep keep sustaining us. Um, But yeah, if anybody wants, something tangible um we can i mean if you would if you want to i can send you a list of items you know that could be useful that people can literally order from amazon and have sent directly to our address they don't even have to you know put a a package together themselves and so if that's yeah if that's something that listeners might be interested in i would gladly you know i could send you a list of items that would be helpful or beneficial Okay. I tell you what, why don't you do that? Send us a list. And then anybody that's listening, if you get in touch with us, um, you can, you can do that by email. 
uh, you can contact me, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at hishill.org. And then we'll pass on that information to you. And, uh, and so you can get thanks to Melissa and Joyce and all the kids. Um, so uh, incredible. The cow hasn't made one sound. <laughs> No, not one. And before, that cow sounded really sad. And yeah, sick. I was really hoping people could hear it. To tell you the truth, man, Bef- sounded like a foghorn. Before, before I pushed record, it was just nonstop. It looks like you found a nice little patch of grass, or if you can call it that, to munch on. So he's content with food. Yeah. Well, Melissa, I have one more question. I'm just wondering, how is the church doing in Haiti through all of this? Um, you know, I, I honestly, yeah, I would say that they are very strong and, um, I actually shared yesterday of how there's a pastor, I can't remember his name now, but he's in Florida, but he, um, he organized a, um, countrywide march for, um, trying out for relief for Haiti and he's called for a 40 day fast and, um, Mm -hmm. Some of the images that I saw, you know, it was encouraging to see there was marches in Miami and Orlando and in Paris and New Jersey. And um, it was really neat to see some of the international community getting involved. But the images that um, that came out of Port-au-Prince were just, um, yeah, just mind blowing. The sheer amount of people just coming together and crying out to the Lord. And, mm. um, and so I think... Yeah, I yeah I feel I feel like like good things are coming, and you know I think yeah the Lord yeah He's not going to forget His people, and I think that as they as they cry out to Him, um, yeah I think change is going to come. So okay, wow yeah wow. Wow, that's okay good. Um, there was one other question I had. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. You're old. Yeah, I am old. <laughs> it it oh. aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> oh well, there we go. It's gone. <laughs> I uh, do want to uh, say one of the yes. Go ahead. And I know, it, yeah, it's been going on and on, but um, there is one other other thing that I just feel like I want to be able to um, yeah, just give testimony to to the Lord for, and that is, I know, yeah, I talked a little bit about, you know, just some of those nights of, you know, where gunshots were ringing out and even the day that we had to flee home and um, just the way that we've clearly seen God's hand of protection over us. And that is something to me that, yeah, I'm never, ever going to forget. And um, Mm -hmm. we've even had... um, yeah, like in our community, there's homes that have been burned and ransacked. And um, we've had countless people say to us, like, we just, we can't understand why your two houses haven't been touched. And um, wow. and just, yeah, the fact that, I don't know, I just, I, there's been, there's been nights where, yeah, I've just truly pictured that there's, you know, just armies of angels just surrounding our homes or, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe they tried but they you know they were unsuccessful and um yeah like I said like we've had people that have said to us like it just doesn't make sense and so (laughs) that yeah yeah just 
Wow. You know, like when you asked just what I've been learning, and I think it's, you know, just knowing, coming to know God so much as as refuge and shelter and protection. And that's, yeah, that's been huge for me during this time too. And in, an incredible testimony to who he is and to his power. So, wow. Oh, that's praise the Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's incredible. Really cool. Yeah. Well, Melissa, we, we'll keep praying for you and uh, we'll get the, um, just get that information to me, get that list to me and, and then how we can, how we can then buy the products and get them to you. And then we'll, we'll organize that. And we appreciate Thank that. you. We appreciate the example that you are. We love you and we, we are praying for you. And thank you. Love you guys too. Let, and stay in touch. Let us know if there's anything else. And if there's anything else you want to say on the podcast, you think about it later and you want to, you want to do it again, let me know. And we'll uh, yeah. talk to you anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Melissa. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in to the His Hill podcast. You've been listening to our host, Kelly Doherty and Melissa Friesen, a His Hill alumna from 1999. We hope hearing from Melissa was eye-opening and offered new perspective on what it means to have faith and follow where he leads, no matter what that may entail. We are nearing the end of high school week, and my goodness, what a hot few days it has been. Everyone has remained in good spirits, though, despite the extreme heat, which has been a huge blessing to all of us. The days have been full of good conversations, lots of pickleball, freeze pops and ice cream bars galore, and savoring the goodness of God. Please keep praying for open hearts for these campers. The week isn't over yet, and we are excited to see what these last two days will bring. Again, thank you for joining us this week for another episode of the His Hill Podcast. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.